Welcome to the 10 and 2 podcast. My name is Kat. And I'm Catlin. And we're here every week talking watches, photography, adventure, and exploring the world of horology. Hey. Are you laughing? Hi. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. One of us is always laughing. Basically, it was just so like awkward and silent. And then just like, hey. Hey. Like, what's going on? Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one day we'll get this we are yeah one day one day no i'm doing great i mean nothing to complain about we had an awesome guest today on the podcast yes so much fun so today we had lydia winters who is on instagram at (laughs) at at enjoy the watches <laughs> that is her instagram handle and um so lydia has been in contact with me for quite a while now we we became friends on instagram and uh this was before she even had like an official watch instagram account and um you know i don't know if she initially reached out because of the podcast or we just found each other somehow but she is a super awesome person because she works for Minecraft or the company that owns Minecraft. And um, if you're not familiar, it's a huge game here, especially in the U.S. But essentially, if you have a kid that's under 13, they play Minecraft. I guarantee guarantee you they play Minecraft. (laughs) If you have a kid under the age of 13, you play Minecraft. You probably do too. I I tried to play Minecraft and, and I miserably fail. And I don't, I think I just don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I feel like it's too easy. It that, might be. Like, and, and, I clearly and, cannot handle it. And if yeah, if you haven't heard of it, just Google it. You you have probably seen in stores like the real blocky characters. Um, yeah. They look really like pixelated, but it's such a popular game. And um, she is Mojang's. The I guess that's the the big company that owns Minecraft. She's their chief storyteller. Um, before that, she was also the brand director and the director of Fun, which you'll get to hear more about on the episode. But she is just the nicest person, huge watch collector. Yes. Her her partner oh. Vu is also on Instagram and we'll we'll tag his his username there. But they're they're an awesome couple. And uh yeah, we got to chat with her today about watches and Minecraft and games and Again, she's just like the coolest person out there. And um, we thought it would be interesting to have her talk on the show. We, we don't get to talk to a lot of ladies. Yeah, and I find it it's very interesting because not only is she, you know, kind of a rarity in her job, you know, as a, as a woman in that industry. But mm-hmm. then, you know, her hobby is driven by that same idea that, you know, um, women in the, in the watch community are, are few and far between. Thankfully, that number is growing. So it's super exciting to see more and more women kind of step up. And even, even in Lydia's case where she just more recently, you know, felt to the the calling or the want to become so much more involved and start her own uh, watch account aside from her personal account. So, um, but this was a really fun chat and I'm super excited. Yeah, well, you guys um, let us know what you think after you listen to the interview. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, um, 
we're on Twitter too. I don't even know if I've ever checked our Twitter mailbox. Sorry if you've ever messaged us on Twitter. <laughs> don't you know what? Just don't talk to us on Twitter. Just don't, yeah, just send us an email. We we we've gotten some emails. I need to respond to. Um, yeah, I need to do. That. If you've sent us an email recently, so so sorry. We've both been incredibly busy with our day jobs, and uh, we're, we'll promise we get we'll get back to you. But we do love getting those emails. Yes, keep keep giving us feedback. Rate us on iTunes if you have a. F- like 30 seconds that you just want to give us something back um itunes reviews go, go goes <laughs> itunes reviews go a long way and we really yes. really appreciate it so um right, but with guys. that being said enjoy the episode today's episode of the podcast is proudly brought to you by fears watches while blue dials continue to be a staple in any watch collection we can agree that not all blues are created equal, which is most definitely the case when talking about the blue dial in the Fierce Brunswick collection. What may seem like a no-fuss watch with its time-only display and traditional cushion-shaped case, the Brunswick blue takes on a world of personality once you see it in person. After undergoing 56 individual processes, to say the blue dial plays in the light is an understatement. Fears Watches was able to create a blue dial that not only has three levels, but pairs different surface finishings that are done by hand for a handsome two-tone finish that you have to see to believe. These finishes allow the Fears Brunswick Blue to go from subtle to vibrant and different angles and lighting in the blink of an eye. And the hand-finished applied numerals add even more depth to this already understated yet unforgettable dial with incredible contrast and legibility. The craftsmanship and attention to detail by Fears Watches doesn't stop at the dial. The 38mm cushion case was designed to fit well on any wrist, and Fears offers an incredible assortment of leather straps to pair perfectly with any watch they offer, including bespoke straps. Don't just take our word for it. Head over to the Fears Watches website and explore the Brunswick Blue for yourself at www.fearswatches.com. All right. Well, hi, Lydia. How are you? Sorry, as you take a drink. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you did say, I'm going to go right into it. And then I'm like, drinking water. It's fine. Okay. Sorry. I'm ready. Oh, that's fine. It's fine. That was going to say in the show. I am. Hey, how are you? I am so excited to be here. I it feels very surreal because I've listened to like <laughs> I don't know twenty episodes or something, and now it's like you're talking to me. <laughs> so these voices that I've been hearing in my car. So I'm I'm super excited and and just so thankful to be here. Well, yeah, thanks for coming on the yes, show. Thank you. I um you know I've been following you for a while now before you had even like a watch Instagram account, and we just kind of connected. I don't even know how. Um, because I listen to your podcast. Maybe, yeah. Maybe because you listen to the podcast. Maybe. I know, Like you you would post pictures of watches here and there. And then there's pictures of flowers. And then you started your own like kind of photography account for, you know, the flowers. And then recently you started, which has grown incredibly fast, mm-hmm. your, your Instagram account, which is Enjoy the Watches, correct? Yes. And it's done really well. And I mean, you're an amazing photographer. And we'll, we'll talk more about that. But I want to talk about something that I'm just personally super interested in, which is you are Minecraft's chief storyteller, correct? Yes, I am. So, A, what is a chief storyteller? Because I've never heard of this position. (laughs) And I'm so interested in it. I have always liked to make up titles since (laughs) I started. She created her own position. I originally was the director of fun, which was just, you know, it was fun to have that title. 
I've been many different things. I've been part of the company since very early on. I was the eighth employee, the first woman, the first non-speed. So I've been, it will be 10 years in a few months in June, which is like kind of forever since we were a tiny company and then acquired. So, so much has happened. Yeah. And one of the things that's really important to us is kind of our both our internal and our external story of who we are as Mojang Studios and Minecraft. So after years of kind of hosting and talking about uh, the game in all different settings, it became my full-time job a year ago. So wow. it's really exciting. That's so really I, cool. Yeah, get to keep the heart of Minecraft in what we do as we grow within our company and just talking about the stories of people whose lives have been changed by it. That's amazing. And for people that don't know that's listening, Minecraft is like the super popular game amongst kids and adults. And adults yeah. yeah. I mean, it's and it's super addictive too. Like once you start, you can't stop. <laughs> but it I, is very so true. So where where is my like where is the company based out of? Is it Sweden? Yeah. So we okay. started in Stockholm, Sweden. So oh, it's I didn't a know Swedish that. game. And that is where I moved 10 years ago to work on it. So I'm from Florida originally, and now I live in Stockholm, and I'm a Swedish citizen. So that is it's very so crazy. cool to be here. That's amazing. And I mean, I know we've talked a lot about this offline, but, um, you know, what, what are the major, like, differences of li- living in Sweden? Ooh, there are a lot. I think, I mean... People are much more quiet than in the U.S., Uh, probably especially like when you're out and about, you're not just kind of talking to everyone. I know you two being a national national is like the exact opposite of that. Like you should not pass someone and not, you know. You have to say hi to everybody. What are you talking about? And get their mom's name, their grandmama's history, everything. And then have a coffee and then you're best friends. But it's also, I mean, I think the thing I love about Sweden is there's a a big push for gender equality. So I've always felt that within within my job in the industry. I mean, not that it's without its challenges, but I think Sweden's more progressive in that sense. And then also the work-life balance is really amazing. I would say you work to live and not live to work, which is the opposite of the US (laughs) and and being there. So yeah, and, and it's, you know, quite dark for a quarter of the year and really light. So we're coming into the light <laughs> side. So I'm finally happy again. Yeah. It's been very dark. Oh man. Get out there and take all those photos. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I, I've seen pictures. I don't think I've seen like too many pictures of your, cause you guys just recently moved, right? We did. Yeah. Yes. So I, I've seen your apartment that you used to live in and it was just phenomenal. I love the style out there, that mm-hmm. minimalist style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, that's my favorite, like contemporary, very clean lines. And um, yeah, it was really, really nice, but yeah, super Scandinavians, jealous. Scandinavian style, you can't really go wrong with. It's yeah. just so, so beautiful. And do people like, I assume, have you guys had to learn the language at all or can you, can you get by without it? I don't speak any Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> I I say that it's because like my my partner or like sambo, which is a Swedish word, which is like your live together partner, uh-huh. Vu. He's American too, so the two of us don't speak Swedish together. Yeah. At our company, we now have 
like offices around the world. So English is the main language. Yeah. yeah. And like we just moved out to the countryside, like you talked about. So we're, you know, like we have a dirt road and horse farms and still all of our neighbors speak English to us and have totally oh accepted gosh. that we are not going to be Swedish speakers. <laughs> so I don't know. And we don't want to have kids. So basically yeah. we're not doing anything right <laughs> to speak Swedish. <laughs> well, that's it's good to know because like I always worry about that because I, I want to visit so many places. And I think... When you think about even just Europe and all these other countries, they they learn multiple languages. They're so smart and like they speak three or four languages and here we are, we can barely speak English like <laughs> most yeah, of the my time. Na- <laughs> my neighbor did drop that one joke of like, what do you call someone who speaks two languages, bilingual? <laughs> and what do you call someone who speaks three language, trilingual? And what do you call someone who speaks one language, American? Yeah. <laughs> Oh. And I was like, oh, but it's true. But it's, true. <laughs> it's so true. It's so bad. And like, I have no excuse. My mom's Puerto Rican and I grew up with a half Hispanic family that didn't speak Spanish to me and I never oh. learned it. And I'm like, shame on you guys. It's all your fault. Like I could have learned Spanish. <laughs> See, I'm concerned. So Tyler has been taking Spanish for three, like since sixth grade. So like three years now. And I'm really concerned. Like. He doesn't know anything. He does. He has great grades, but like over the summer breaks, I'm like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. Like you could watch some Spanish TV. And yeah. I don't know. Cause I can't, <laughs> I can't help. No, it's hard if you don't use it. Cause I yeah. took a lot yeah. of Spanish and lived in Florida. So like I should have yeah, been exactly. and I still am like, you know, uh, donde esta la biblioteca. That's, that's all. I've, that's all, that's all I've we got. can remember. <laughs> Love it. Well, um, before we get into watches too deep, let's do a quick wrist check. What are you wearing today? Yes, I'm, I am wearing my Seamaster 300. Uh, this is the 1957 trilogy edition, so yeah. for the 60th anniversary. And my my partner, Vu, Vu Bui watches, so we're a little watch crew. He and I are celebrating our 10-year anniversary, so he oh, wow. got... He got the Railmaster 1957 Trilogy Edition. I got the Seamaster. So, yeah, I just love it. It's that mid-century modern yep. style. Yeah. I Yeah, I just can't stop looking at it. It's I, so I'm good. in love. Yeah, the loom on those things is really good, too. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Very hard to photograph, though, which <laughs> I, I started shooting at watches after I bought like kind of I had already bought this and it was coming and then I was like oh it's so reflective <laughs> dang it and, it and it has like a kind of a slightly dome crystal doesn't yeah. it on it so it's mm-hmm. just oh yeah those are really hard <laughs> yeah. so that's a that's a interesting question since you do so much watch photography now if you knew it was hard to photograph before you purchased it <laughs> would you have gotten it or would you have gone with something easier to photograph do you think? I, do you even think about or, that? Yeah. Is that something I, you okay? Think about? I do. Th- I do think about it <laughs> okay. actually, but I feel like it. It can't be a f- full determining factor. So yeah. it's more like something I I think about in new watch purchases. But at the same time, like I look down at it every day and I enjoy it so much. And it's kind of fun to have a challenging watch to photograph. Like yeah. some of them, I mean, the tank is like, I just put my hand up and it looks <laughs> gorgeous. Like uh, it's never, there's never a reflection. It's perfect. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to have a few that are like a pain in the butt. <laughs> 
keeps it keeps it interesting, right? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Now, and you- I'm wearing it on the NATO actually. Oh, cool. So it has it, and this was the first time I started wearing NATO straps, and now I'm obsessed with them. Really, I love it. This is, yeah, uh, the Omega Natos are really, really nice. Well, and I think if I remember correctly, like that's more of a nylon material instead of a, or not nylon. It's a, um, oh man, damn it. It's it's like a polyester material instead of like the nylon. So it's a really soft kind of. Yeah, it is. It. It's so yeah. soft. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I do like that. Now, did you guys know ahead of time that those were the watches you wanted to pick out or did it take time to, to kind of set, set your eyes on those? Oh, no. I mean, I think it was basically like we justified buying them as a 10 year anniversary. (laughs) And and since then, we have talked about because our anniversary is not till November. So there's much time. Yeah, it didn't just happen. So and now I I believe like the last thing I heard when we were talking was we, we should have these two are like in a set. They're they're like <laughs> friends, and then we could have two that are exactly the same but different sizes, and yeah. then two that are. And I was like, "This is too much." This, this is no, getting out of hand. However, you justify the watch purchase. Exactly, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a friend who he and his uh, his wife just bought ten year anniversary watches. Their anniversary is not until December. Um, so they were like, oh, there will well, be more. There will yeah, be yeah. more. Well, he's already, he's like, oh, well, this can be 10 years since we got engaged. And oh, I'm like, okay. oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. Why not? I Anything will do. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. I, I'm not a milestone in the sense of like, oh, I was just like, yeah. okay, I'll. I'll retroactively figure something out. Yeah, it's fine. Well, that and that's a perfect set because they they're not the same watch, but they're yeah. kind of related in that they're the, yeah. kind of from that same series. But uh, do you think you'll engrave them at all? Uh, I don't think so because they have the oh, like is that the a sapphire? old. Oh, yeah, no, well, it has, no, the, it has the old hippocamp, Omega the hippocamp logo. Oh, so the big yeah. one. Medallion on the back. Yeah, the yeah. big one. So it's. Really it's kind of cool to have it. I kind of yeah, put a damper you, on. <laughs> just don't engrave Metal Mega. I feel like yeah. they they don't make it easy to, well, to engrave. And then I think Vu, actually, oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say Vu just got the um the OP. So yeah. maybe what if you got an, an OP and then you guys could like. But still, your anniversary is until November. So it I like I feel money. like he he got to you in your DMs and he's like just <laughs> casually suggest because I had the green OP on. Uh, in 36 and uh-huh. he's like do it like while he's getting his and I was oh. like no I I have my date just and I love it so yeah. much yeah. and like I don't there's too many watches there's mm-hmm. too many I want too many yeah to, like pick something that I'm kind of like ah it's fine well do you it do looks you, great on him <laughs> do you have that problem like I, I know for me it's it's kind of a numbers game I I get over like six or seven pieces and I'm just like I have too many I have too many like I need to bring my collection down to like four or five and some people I mean Catelyn you have a lot (laughs) just saying like some people and then like immediately turns to me Catelyn well I'm just Uh, saying yeah I was gonna say I don't have that problem I'm just like keep them coming like just I'm adding. Yeah. I'm not subtracting anything. Yeah. I've only added to my I collection. wish I could do that. I wish so bad that I like it wouldn't bother me that I had pieces that even if I just wore them like one day in like a whole month, I would and I would be okay with it. But I, I like I feel bad for my watches. They're like I agree. They're like my children. I feel bad, but then like also 
oh, I want more watches. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I did. Exactly. So I, I feel like I, so last year I sold off like, I think four or five watches. They were all smaller mm-hmm. watches because really for the reason that I just wanted the Grand Seiko immediately, like <laughs> the end, I was determined I was going to get the Grand Seiko. So to me, that was like an easy way to get the Grand Seiko mm-hmm. because I, I stress about spending money. That's just how I am. It's the most <laughs> annoying thing in the world. Um, so like it was easy for me to say, oh, I don't wear these. Let me just sell these and I can buy the I can buy the Grand Seiko and not even think about it. It's an exchange. It's like we like exchanging one item for another. And <laughs> yeah. I in my head, I again, however you need to justify the purchase in my head, I can justify it that way. Yeah. So I don't mind it. I don't mind having more watches to that extent, but I do. I feel guilty when they're not being worn. Like mm-hmm. I have watches. I, I'm wearing a watch today that like I haven't worn in forever because what are I you feel wearing? What is it? <laughs> my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> so I didn't know if we wanted to like just get into the rest of the check. Okay, so I'm wearing I'm wearing the Zen 104. The white. Um, the white. Mm, yeah. So nice. like I haven't worn it in a very long time, and I do feel bad sometimes about it. But I think it also depends on the price point. If I had multiple three, four, five thousand dollar watches sitting around not getting worn, I would, yeah, there's no way. But I think if you have multiple, like a couple hundred dollar watches sitting around not getting worn, then like it's okay to me. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That's all I yeah, got. I'm sure I'll change my mind later. It's fine. <laughs> I have a few too many sitting around then probably for, <laughs> for, for that uh, method. But I feel like when I photograph them, then I'm like, okay, you got your time. Yeah. Even yeah. though like I just want to wear basically like the Seamaster every day because I just got it. So it's like it will yeah. come back around. Yeah. That's It'll a, be your like, There's later. the newness, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. speaking of newness, what uh, yeah. is on your wrist right now? <laughs> yeah. I'm I wearing- can guess. <laughs> I'm wearing the Submariner. I like, I just can't take this watch off. It's so freaking good. And Rolex does their bracelets just like, to me, they're one of the best. The machinery that, or the machined like finishing that they use on them and the taper, everything's just perfect. Um, It just looks so good. And it's just, I, I, yeah. I don't even know what to say anymore. Yeah. I'm just like, it's the perfect watch. Y'all can hate me if you want. Because um, I know there's listeners that just dislike Rolex. And that's fine. You know, everybody has their preference. And I used to be one of those people that was like, oh, yeah, Rolex that, you know, they're not that great. And then you put one on, you're like, oh, yeah, this is why yeah. they're so good. And they're not fancy. And I'll say over and over, like, Grand Seiko is by far, like, just so much better in different ways but Rolex just does what they do really, really well. But that's and the thing. People get so caught up with, oh, there's not, there's nothing to that watch. But everything has its own, like, it has its own way of being beautiful. Yeah, I don't need yeah, yeah. something mm-hmm. to be diamond set or gold or whatever, have, mm-hmm. like, this stunning Grand Seiko dial for it to be beautiful. I can respect that, you know, a watch that's made to be a tool, I can respect the beauty in that just as much as I can respect, like, a, a stunning Grand Seiko or something mm-hmm. else. And I think people just get so caught, I don't know, come at me, whatever. <laughs> but, like, you just, you get so caught up in in hating on one watch brand. And you know you do, so don't come at me, actually, because I'm just going to call <laughs> you out for it. But, like, we do, and I think we all do. Like, we yeah. all have that one brand mm-hmm. that, like, we just hate. No matter what, like, we just absolutely cannot stand that brand. Um, but, like, don't be mad at other people for liking it. And mm-hmm. I, I feel, because I read some of the comments that people post on yours, and it drives me insane. Oh, no. I'm just like... Because people are like, I don't get it. There's nothing fancy to it. Like, 
it's not fancy. You're mm-hmm. right. Like if you don't get no, it, it's- you're you're not like you're trying to figure it out. You're just wrong. Like yeah. that's why you don't get it. There, it's not supposed to be fancy. It's supposed to be a tool watch. Yeah. Like it's a well engineered piece of machinery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's sure. so I mean, that is it's, the thing. Like I I love all of all of my other watches, but like my Rolex is the most comfortable. My date yeah. just like yeah. I forget it's on. I've mm-hmm. worn it around the world on TV shows. Like I've yeah. I I always pick it because it's just like it feels like it fits me perfectly and mm-hmm. nothing else feels that way. And yeah. I'm like, I wanna love <laughs> everything else the same but yeah that's the one that feels best so I can only imagine well I think they just they get it right whether you Mm -hmm. know with all the dimensions they just they've they've nailed it down they've perfected it and and you don't have to fight with it like there's watches that we've gotten in that I just love whether it's a Moser or whether it's whatever a Zenith and then there's always just like one little thing that I would change right Mm -hmm. there's always just one little thing that I I would want to be different with Rolex it's just like it's just great the way it is and, and you don't have to fight it but yeah um it's just one of those things. Yeah. yeah. But it gets to be on your wrist, so it yeah. doesn't really matter. Like, you get to wear it, and it feels great, and it looks great. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Well, and I wanted to ask you, because you mentioned, so Vu picked up his OP recently, and you, you said you tried on one, too, while you were there, mm-hmm. right? How yeah. How's the watch scene in Sweden? Is it, like, as your ADs, do they have stock of some of these watches, or is it, like... Yeah, we have a super great AD here in Stockholm that we've been going to... I don't know, for seven, seven or eight years or something. So we have a really like one great guy, Seb, who's amazing. Like we've, we've uh, been actually down to JLC with them a few, maybe four, four years ago. So it's, it's really great. There's quite a lot of watch stores and they're one of the premier ones and they have so many great brands and lots of new things all the time. So that was, I think... Our, our second visit during this whole period. And we were yeah. just like, we really need to come <laughs> see stuff. So he's always kind of showing us uh, the amazing, well, that's cool. amazing things they have. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm always curious to like, you know, how the watch scene is and in, in certain places yeah. around the world. And do you guys have any like watch clubs there? I mean, it's kind of hard because yeah. I got in at the wrong time. <laughs> oh, right before, at COVID. <laughs> right at COVID. Maybe like it's the right time for Instagram watch friends yeah. and the wrong and clubhouse and the wrong time for in-person meetups. It yeah. doesn't feel like there's that many, but I've already talked to like quite a few different um, people in Sweden and in Stockholm specifically. So I think probably post- uh, post COVID when we can all go back to meeting. I think if there's not one, we'll probably start a little crew. That's cool. There's, yeah, there's awesome. quite a few that I've already met. So well, did really you meet cool. them through Instagram? Yeah, everybody. See, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. The o- the only other the only person we knew in watches in Stockholm was our AD. So one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then now I probably have, you know, maybe like five, ten people, yeah. which is not a t- it's not a ton, but it's still like no, quite a great. lot considering it's a small city. Well, and that's, yeah. that's the thing about Instagram. And, and that's what I love so much is it really connects people. And I remember even prior to COVID, we would post about the Nashville Watch Club and people were like, oh, hey, I, I live like an hour away. I'd love to come down. And it's just, it's so nice. And and Instagram does that. Like, it, you know, mm-hmm. you're able to share it and, and bring up, bring more people into the hobby, into your communities. And, um, and speaking of Instagram, so... 
I can't remember how many months ago you started your like actual watch Instagram. Um, and I said earlier, but you like you've grown incredibly fast. And there's a good reason because your photography is right. absolutely amazing. Yes. And you're one of like the only people that consistently, which I really like, is you put the like behind the scenes, like the BTS stuff, which is really awesome because a lot of people are getting into the hobby and and you are a great photographer and your partner, Vu, like also great photographer. Um, yes. And I think for people that are just getting into it, it's great to kind of get these little you know these little tips tips and yeah. hints on like how to put your like light set up and how to put the board and how to reflect you know shadows and I wish that I did that more I've been like I haven't even shot like, I feel so bad I haven't like really all the stuff you guys have seen on my Instagram has been like old I'm so sorry <laughs> you know like you get that way where like you have this like bundle of like old photos you haven't used and that's what I've been doing because I've been incredibly lazy but um, I, I should do more behind the scenes stuff yeah. because it is really helpful for a lot of people but did you so were you like were you into photography a lot before watches or did it kind of you were you liked photography and then watches kind of came after so I actually was a professional I like maybe I should like air quote professional people <laughs> paid people did pay me so I that's think professional it that is, is a definitional <laughs> like I'm no, I, I did some great work and some terrible work, as you always do. Uh, but I shot professionally maybe for two years, like 10 years ago. So it's been it's been a long time, but yeah. I was shooting like weddings and portraits oh, and awesome. always people, uh, which I, you know, I kind of felt like that was my thing. And then last year during COVID, like you talked about, uh, Kat, I started shooting flowers. And then I was like, hey, this is really fun. Like the subject doesn't move that much, like, <laughs> you know, in the wind. Yeah. But like, I was like, this is really great. And I kind of took the the feeling of it's a portrait. So I'm mm -hmm. taking like, how does this flower want to be portrayed? <laughs> and, and like, which light makes the flower look best? But the photos came out really nicely and so I started this account called enjoy the wander yeah <laughs> so my watches Instagram is just a weird play on like that name <laughs> enjoy the watches I don't know but that's kind of how you know I've been into photography for a long time and like Vu was a professional for even longer than I was and yeah. like most of my learning photography has come through him we just have very different different styles. He's mm -hmm. super technical, like amazingly technical. I'm a little more, maybe have the, the creative eye. And so I think, you know, being able to get a little technical <laughs> know-how from him is always helpful. Yeah. But I, I just found that shooting watches, like he started an account a while ago, like maybe last year, and then he got, just kind of stopped and he kept saying, oh, why don't you do it too? And I was like, I have, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't want to shoot photos of watches. <laughs> and then I don't know, one day when I think I had ordered the the Seamaster and I was like, ah, okay, I'll start this. And yeah. I, you know, I was going to be on the podcast with you too. And I was yeah. like starting to follow more watch accounts. And I was like, I'm not going to post this on my primary account. So I'll just make, <laughs> I'll, I'll make this one. What yeah. should I call it? Enjoy the watches. Okay. And <laughs> then I loved it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it. I think shooting watches is really fun because it is like because of the challenge that you have yes. with those reflective surfaces. It's just kind of fun to try to get a good shot of it, and when you do, it makes like it makes me really happy. I know, but you know, one thing you mentioned is like you started a separate watch channel. Mm -hmm. Do you did you feel weird like posting watches on your like your normal like Instagram handle? Because I know I like. I don't know. I just felt weird when I started doing that because I had family and friends right. that would follow me. And mm -hmm. I didn't want to, you know, you just don't want to rub someone like you're showing off. And that's how I felt. I was yeah. like, maybe I'll just start my own watch account. And then it was fine because then like everybody accepts you in the watch community. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, when Vu was shooting uh, the photos of watches, like I think he was more posting and not as much like in the community. And so... Mm -hmm. Then when I started and he started back up, I was like, I just didn't want to post them on my regular account yeah. because yeah. it is, it would be weird for me. And like, I'm very public with Minecraft and yeah. I just, I barely post because I get very like, oh no, what should I post? <laughs> what am I? Like, I don't know why, because I love photography and traveling, but I get very like, oh, okay, I, I don't want to post this. And so I had started shooting some self-portraits on my main account. And then I was like, well, watches feels kind of fun. Like I'm home. I have a nice camera. Yeah. Whatever. I'll I'll try it. And I think like technically it's very difficult and it's really fun. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's been, I think like almost two months maybe yeah. soon. And I just, I love it. I think I've learned so much with photography. And that was actually why I started the behind the scenes because I was like, we, in this house, we moved in, we have this Lion King wall, like a few, a oh, yes. full <laughs> wall. It's a full wallpaper and you have every Lion King character and like, it's my office. <laughs> Next week, a closet will come and I'll put it up over it. Oh, but no. I know it's so sad, <laughs> but I took this loom shot and I had never done that before. And I was like, you know, I had my headlamp that I was trying to light some of Ooh, the room. That's so smart. Yeah, I, I was using it to light the loom. And then I was like, oh, if I put this on the ceiling, I get enough light back. Yeah. And so I was like doing this whole weird thing. And I, then I took the photo. And I was like, that's actually like a really good <laughs> shot. But like no one would believe is like, oh, this is a Lion King wall is the background. <laughs> I'm holding a headlamp. And so I posted that first behind the scenes. And then people were like, oh, my gosh, I loved seeing it. Mm -hmm. And I really like, I like handwriting, so, and kind of playing around on my, like, iPad, so I just started, like, drawing in, or, like, writing in little commentary. Oh, yeah. I'm, really, like, on, really impressed that you actually, yeah, like, Yeah, I love that. that you write it in. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's such a cute little detail. Yeah. Yeah, and I wanted to make sure, because I was like, I'm not, I'm not a super technical shooter, so as... I wanted to balance, here's some tips with like, here's some random stuff. Like here's something <laughs> I spilled and like here, I forgot to take that out. And I, you know, so it feels like when you, I want each photo to tell a story about the watch and then the behind the scenes should tell a story about me. Yeah. Like that you could learn something about me and hopefully find something out about photography. Yeah, no, I think you're doing a great job. Yeah. Um, what are you shooting with, by the way? What kind of camera? I'm shooting with a Hasselblad. Oh, uh, nice. 
X1D, 1DX. I don't know. Sometimes I'm really. <laughs> is that that's a is that a medium format? It's a medium. It's yeah. a digital medium format. So yeah. I'm shooting with the second version of it, and it was it was like a it was a present to myself. I I, <laughs> I finally. <laughs> I love shooting medium format and have for years. And when I got into shooting the flowers, I was like, this is like, I'm not traveling. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will, I will spend money on this camera system that I just absolutely love. Cause I really like shooting slowly mm -hmm. and like taking, I mean, I would say I'm typically taking under like 20 shots, even when I'm moving things around, I don't like going through. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when I, same. yeah, when I shoot it on a Canon or like my Fuji, I would shoot 700 <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to, I can't, I don't even want to go through this. Like how? So this makes me, it's like a slow camera. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it can sometimes be like, okay, come on, remote work. <laughs> but I, I like that feeling. Yeah. I think it's helped change my photography for the better of actually looking at the whole scene yeah. and thinking yeah. about it. Well, and I think, you know, I know photographers that, you know, when they're out doing a shoot, they'll take 500 photos. And then I know photographers that will get one shot and that and they they make sure that it's perfect. And, and there's no right or wrong. It's just whatever your preference is. But again, like you said, I think sometimes when you know that you're not going to be taking 300 photos, you know you're just going to be taking four or five mm -hmm. of a watch, then you you really do think about it more. You make sure that everything's kind of lined up the way you want it. And and you're just a little bit more cautious about it because I'm guilty of that too with my Sonys. I think Vu shoots with Sony too, right? Canon. Canon. Yes. He's Canon. Oh yeah. man, shoot! He's I thought Canon. he was Sony. Uh, you have a Sony though, don't you? One of you has Sony. No. 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 <laughs> oh, man. I thought I could have swore one of you guys had Sony. Sony is too technical for me. <laughs> that I, I feel like it's like a little space camera, and I'm I'm very much like I want my camera to. It's like, I like my watches. Yeah. I, if they're new, I want them to look old. I, I know. I, <laughs> no, I get that. And, and another aspect of photography is like, you have to connect to your camera, right? You have to make sure like you and the camera match up and that you actually like shooting on it because otherwise mm -hmm. then the camera just sits around. You never really take pictures. Exactly. Um, I totally get it. Sony is like the worst, worst like menu system ever. It's so complicated. I've learned it at this point. So there's no going back. Like I just, yeah. I know it, but that I has <laughs> It's like the, I mean, the menu system, you should just look at the menu system because it's made to be like, it's the most clean, oh, you know, man. it's, it's, it's a Swedish company. So yeah. it's like, you know, everything's clean and easy. And I'm like, Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. I can find stuff. Don't give me too many choices. Just let me like use my menu. Yeah. But, I have actually been a total Goldilocks for cameras. I have owned like every system yeah. and I have tons of film cameras and I'm always like, okay, I'm going to, I'm not going to change. This <laughs> is like, this is like you when you were flipping all your watches I know. a while ago. I know. <laughs> a while but ago, now, that's like yesterday. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Now I feel very settled. Yeah. I'm like, 
I really, I really, well, I, I really re- love the X one D. That's awesome. And recently, I I went to Leica. I I bought a Leica. I kept my Sony, but I was I was trying it out, and oh my gosh, like world of difference. I get why people love Leica. The user interface mm-hmm. is just so simple. It's so easy. And um, I had the Q two, so it's like perfect size to just carry around with you all the time. But it just it the composition wise, like it just wasn't coming out mm-hmm. like how I envision a photo in my head. I could not get it to come out that way not and then I would grab my Sony and I'd get the shot and I was like well the like is just not going to work out for me it's yeah. it's the most wonderful camera and I still recommend it to people that just like are not super into photography but want a really good camera to carry around like it's expensive but the shots were amazing and it's just it's easy like it's so easy you don't have to be like a you know pro photographer to use it um, but yeah, I ended up going back to Sony and I was yeah. like, I've had a yeah. lot of, I've had a lot of Leica over the years and I mean, it's, a, it's amazing, but I think with the, I had the Q and, and Vu had the Q too and then sold it. It's just like, it's the, the fixed, the fixed yeah. lens. I mean, it's beautiful. And if you want just like a camera mm-hmm. to shoot, shoot with and take everywhere and like, yeah. if I was, you know, one, one vacation camera, but if you're yeah. someone who really loves photography more broadly then you mm-hmm. have to have more cameras than that yeah. and then it gets to be really expensive really 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 yeah. expensive <laughs> that's a lot of watches that now everything watches. <laughs> everything counts in watches now so yeah. we're like oh that's that's a lot of watch and who's like my lens is a watch I don't okay I'm not do I want to shoot macro or do I want another watch? another watch? Yeah, so I fully support. Yeah, I get it totally. <laughs> Everything I do, like even if it's a few hundred dollars, I'm like, what watch could I buy with that? What watch? Yeah, that's literally what I do. I I just bought the new uh, the new uh, or the iPad Pro, and I was over at Cat's house when I did it, and I was just like, hmm, like what could, what could I buy instead? Like it's. I know it gets it's awful it absolutely is I was getting just like a closet I need a closet so like buying a a wardrobe because we don't have a lot of closets in the house and Vu was like that's you could buy you could put some (laughs) of that money towards a watch and I was like but my clothes are like all in boxes still it's fine and then I was like hmm maybe they could stay there like you've been there this time it's okay it's so true it's so sad it's like this this hobby just completely changes you um well I wanted to ask this so you've been in you know the Minecraft community for a long time now and Mm -hmm. what what do you see do you see similarities between kind of the gaming community and the watch community and also being a female too because I mean I know like it's getting better now we're seeing lots of more women join but I, I would kind of assume that the gaming community is sort of similar, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I would say so. When I started in gaming 10 years ago and like gaming tech, it, it was definitely, you know, as the first woman on our team on YouTube, I was one of the first women making Minecraft videos. Oh, like wow. I had. I, I used like a, a face cam because I would, thought it was so fun to sort of see a reaction yeah. to gameplay <laughs> and I got wrecked. I oh, mean, people no. were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're doing this. I kept doing it and now it's like everyone does it. It's yeah. not even like it, it's not even almost everyone shows their face. But I, so I mean, YouTube is its own, its own beast, I would say of like commenters and community. The Minecraft community has always been 
more welcoming and and open and inclusive. And I I think that's, you know, hopefully something that I've helped with over the years. Yeah. And what I've seen with the watch enthusiast community is it feels like it's at a really good point. I'm happy to enter at a time where I don't have to be the first woman on everything <laughs> because there have been a lot of women, both in industry and uh, enthusiasts who have, you know, kind of paved the way. So mm-hmm. I felt very, very welcome in in the watch community. But I, I do think you can tell there's still, I would say, it kind of depends on who you are. So it's like, for me, I have credibility because I take great photos. So it's a little easier for me probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's something I, you can't dismiss that that's different for other women coming yeah. in. It's like, Absolutely. if you just want to take a quick photo of your watch, like how are people treating you? Mm-hmm. And I've felt that it it's it's been quite nice, but I think there's other there's other factors. I also everyone know I'm very public, like that Vu's my partner, so that yeah. affects things. So I I'm not sure the entire view, but I've felt very very welcomed and very happy to like come into a community that's very open. And what I've loved most is that other than meeting like people around the world that I'm like, Oh, when I'm traveling, I'm going to see everyone. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. Cause I, I travel so much for work. And so yeah. I just keep like a list of where everyone is, which will be super cool. <laughs> uh, like I was in Nashville before I knew the two oh, of you. I was like, oh, dang it. <laughs> um, in 2019. But I think that what I was so surprised about is that it's to me, it's not a competitive community. And that's what I love about the Minecraft community too, is like it's creative and open and people are like excited and helpful and you could build something small and someone's like, wow, you did a great job. And I feel like that's really similar in the watch enthusiast community. Like if someone gets a $200 Hamilton or Seiko, people go crazy for it and they're new watch alert and they're sharing it the same as someone getting a twenty, forty thousand dollar watch. Yeah. And yeah. I just think that that's very special. And I haven't, I was surprised and I haven't seen other communities yeah. like that other than Minecraft. Maybe. Yeah. And because I'm kind of a part of the photography community a lot and it is not that way. <laughs> like It's it's very yeah. competitive. It's super very. competitive and like very harsh. Like I'm like, I will never post a photo of mine online in the watch, <laughs> like in the photography community or forums yeah. because, oh my gosh, I don't even want to hear like, oh, I'm just so embarrassed. But um yeah, and I, I I do like that about the watch community is that mm-hmm. honestly, like you said, like the Hamiltons and Seikos, they probably get more positive reactions than someone yeah. with like a Longa or something like that. Like, yeah. okay, okay, that's cool, but I don't know. And it's it, it is really nice. It's really welcoming to those that you don't have to spend a lot of money. You don't have to spend any money. You like yeah. just have one watch on, and that's it. Um, I wish there was like a little bit more love for like the digital side, like. The G-Shocks and the Apple but Watches. But I feel like <laughs> but, G-Shock is changing that. Yeah. Because you do, mm-hmm. you see so many collectors. I know in the last few years, like so many people have G-Shocks now who mm-hmm. would have never had a G-Shock. When we started this podcast, you were like kind of anti, not necessarily anti-G-Shock. You yeah. just weren't like the biggest fan of G-Shock. I wasn't the biggest. And then like you got a G-Shock. Yeah. And now 
I think you have two or three G-Shocks, if yeah. I remember correctly. And I have two. Yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a few. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had a few, actually. I didn't I didn't put together that I I think a long time, like really early on when Boo and I started dating, I think he got me one of the baby G's. Well, here's G-shocks. a question. And, like and, the, the cute ones. <laughs> yeah. And I, I totally forgot to ask you, like, what was the watch that kind of like started it all for yeah, you? Yeah, how did you get into watches? So, I mean, in the middle school, high school, I was very like fossil watch. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was always <laughs> buying fossil watches, you know, for fashion. And then had some digital watches, uh, Apple watches over the years. But Vu got me a tag, which I liked, but it wasn't, like it wasn't the perfect watch for me. It was mm-hmm. like when I was in the middle of a style, I would say evolution, but it's more like a revolution. <laughs> like I had moved, I had moved to Sweden. Like my life had changed a lot and mm-hmm. he bought it for me like very soon after I had moved. And so it didn't fit my style after a while. Cause it's like really a little tag Hoyer link and it has little diamonds. It's super, cu- super cute, but it's maybe not how I, how I am now. Yeah. And then he got me the tiniest vintage Omega, which is adorable. And that one I really like. And then for Christmas, uh, maybe six years, six or seven years ago, he was like, I really want to get you a watch. I want to <laughs> like take you and like we'll pick it out together and he got me the Cartier tank solo in rose gold and that watch like I cried when (laughs) (laughs) I knew I was getting it but it had been ordered and like we watched the video the other night of me just being like oh my gosh (laughs) and I put that watch on and I just was like okay this like feels like yeah you know, how, how privileged I am to have this and like, Oh my God, I never thought I would have something like this. And I just, it felt so amazing. And like the Vu's personality is like, he immediately, like, it was like on my wrist for one minute. And he's like, (laughs) what's your next watch? (laughs) And I was so upset. And I was like, I was just like, Vu, I love this watch. Like, I don't want any other watches. Like this is the only watch for me. I'm super happy. And then a month later, I bought a Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> it was because I, I had gotten so used to like wearing a watch. And yeah. I was like, this feels so great. But we were going up to northern Sweden to like on a photography adventure to see the northern lights. And I was like, I can't wear. Let me wear this like gold card. T- <laughs> yeah, with a leather bracelet like or a leather strap like that doesn't. Yeah. That's not, you don't take that up to like negative (laughs) 26 degree weather. And so I remember that I had been, I was like, I need to think about this quietly because if I bring this up, like he is going to like, I will, it will happen. So I I finally said like one evening, like, okay, tomorrow, maybe we could go to (laughs) Neiman'sur. I want to look at a Rolex. And he was, I was like, <laughs> like, I don't think he could sleep that night. Yeah. He was so excited. Aww. And then we went and I looked at all the different, like I wanted to date just, I really liked the bigger, well, for me at the time, like 36 was really big. Now yeah. like, that's tiny. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't say that. Be, be 
people have problems with you saying that a 36 millimeter Rolex is too small. <laughs> it's it's not too small for me. It's just that like once once I realized how much bigger of a watch I could wear, yeah. I love my yes. 36, but I could wear many different sizes. Yeah. But I I tried on a bunch of different ones and looked at different dials and like then I couldn't decide if it was like, just pick, just pick, <laughs> like bring one home. And I was like, no, I need a few hours. Like I need some time yeah. to like decide right. the look. And so I went with a really simple white, um, white dial date just, and I just love it. It yeah. like, it, it always looks good. It's my most comfortable watch. Like I said, I just love wearing it. And that kind of just from there, was a lot of justifying purchases. <laughs> well, a lot of like Nomos gifts back and forth because yeah. we really like that brand. And then, uh, in then my Rolex was in the shop, so I was like, "Oh, I should buy a watch <laughs> for a trip." Okay, I, I need a watch for Vietnam, so then I bought a Tudor Mini Sub. Yeah. When I was on that trip, I was like, "Oh, there's really cool vintage watches in Japan." <laughs> so it just like, yes. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I, I told, I said I didn't buy any watches in 2020, 2021. <laughs> I bought many what will buy many watches, and then it was like, "You bought the Tudor." It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now I'm like, oh, yeah, I bought the IWC. Okay, maybe. <laughs> Whoops. So, it does. Yeah. And I think that's one of the cool things about this hobby and, and about collecting watches is that you can get them for these special occasions mm -hmm. because they're so small. Like you, you can just yeah. keep them locked away and it, they don't take up a lot of space. It's not like a car, which a mm -hmm. lot of people buy car, like have a lot of cars. I I wish that I could have a lot of cars, but like <laughs> we don't have the space for it. But you know, everybody has that thing. And yeah, I mean, granted, watches can be very expensive, mm -hmm. but you know, if you can afford it and they make you happy, which is what I keep telling my husband, um, <laughs> it's, there's, nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fun because that is what's nice and why I started a watch Instagram. It's like, you don't have to explain it mm -hmm. to, to other people. the people yeah. in the watch community. And that's yeah. nice because it is hard when you have nice things and you know that, you know, like the world was difficult. And I loved mm -hmm. the two of you talking about that. Like it's a weird feeling and a thing to talk about. And so, yeah, I don't really want to put it on my main account and like blast it. Yeah. Like, oh, look at my new, like, but in a, <laughs> in a small community where everyone feels really excited about watches and interested and passionate and wants to talk about it, it it's a lot more fun and easy. And yeah. that's the same thing with like cars or, or camera gear. It's like, mm -hmm. if you're not into camera gear, you don't know why someone would spend the crazy amounts on camera gear. But if you're in the community, then you can talk about it more, mm -hmm. more openly. Then yeah. people will be like, that's the wrong system. <laughs> <laughs> then you get judged. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's a little, it's nicer in watches. It is. I, I like it. <laughs> I, I like the, the, the way the community is really turning around and we're mm -hmm. seeing a lot more females coming into the hobby. We've got the watch femme that is the Instagram yeah. account and they're on clubhouse and they're really kind of pulling out these women that are into, in, in the industry and really putting a spotlight on them and, and their experience experiences which we've been honored to listen to and I know you've been a part of several conversations yourself um it's a good thing to see it's a good thing that women are being more accepted is there anything as a woman collector 
you know, you've been collecting for a few years now. Is there anything that stands out to you that you would like to see as far as the watch industry changing? Because me and Catlin have said our opinions on the show a million times, but we don't really get to talk to a lot of women. So I wanted to ask you. Yeah, I mean, within the industry, I think there's there's a lot of changes that are happening, which is interesting. Uh, I've been shooting some photos that are like self-portraits. So I'm I'm taking them myself using my remote and kind of setting them up mm -hmm. and kind of showing like what I would like to see with like women's watch marketing, yeah. which is like, it can still be fashion and fun, but like using the watch, because I think for, for those of us who are really excited about the, the function and the form of yeah. different watches, it's cool to see them being used out and about. So I've been, I've been doing some of that. I loved the, I think the two of you posted like Breitling, was it the Navitimer that they did a really cool yeah. shot of like the woman just putting up the surfboard yeah. and yeah. it like, it was just a cool photo, like take cool photos, doing cool things yeah. and, and market that way. I also like, I understand industries like big old industries are mm -hmm. harder, harder to change over time. But I yeah. think there's a lot of great examples of, of companies who are doing things a little differently. And I really yeah. love seeing that. I think for the enthusiast community, I think for guys, especially if they just think about like trying to be more inclusive in the sense of just like check yourself on who you're sharing all the time. Is it yeah. only men? And I know there's not that many women, but it, it's something I've tried to think about. Like when I do my quick, like, oh, what are you wearing today? I mm -hmm. try to make sure that it's never only men mm -hmm. and that I add like one or two women, you know? Yeah. like yeah. So I see that as a way, like I listened to a podcast recently and like every watch photographer they mentioned was a male. Yeah, And I was like, you don't need to say, oh, here's a female photographer, but I would love to have seen some on the list. And yeah. I think the right. more the more the community can just like think about that in terms of like who they're interviewing and who mm -hmm. they're reposting that can just help make the community more inclusive. So that's yeah. something I've tried to do. And that was one of the big things that got shared around is like, I started my account right after international or right before international women's day. And I made mm -hmm. a little like thing that people could share yeah. women's accounts. And so it's just something I've been trying to think about, but then at the same time, like not always being like, Hey, this is woman, <laughs> which that happens a lot too. And it's, yeah. it's yeah. the best intention, but like the number of times that I've been in a clubhouse, I was like, woman speaker. And oh, I'm like, gosh. oh, like, okay, yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so like, I, it's so hard because it's like you don't want it to stand out that you're like, I don't want there to be a spotlight on the fact that we're women. And that's why when we started this podcast, we were like, look, we're not, talking to women we're just like yeah. two women talking about watches and we don't well first of all our audience has like one percent women listeners <laughs> <laughs> you included um there's like, there's <laughs> to you and our moms <laughs> <laughs> no we do have a few more and it's and it's growing it is growing slowly and it's good to see and but I think what you mentioned Lydia is so important is that sharing more of these you know women content creators mm -hmm. um because there are a lot of women out there doing really great shots uh Aaron's EDC 
She takes yes. all her photos with her iPhone, iPhone and they're phenomenal. It's insane. Yeah. And and she has kind of a mix of like EDC type stuff in, in watches and like I try to share it just as much as I can, but like, yeah. and there's just so many females out there just doing some really cool stuff. But then, yeah, again, pocket trinkets. Pocket trinkets. Yes. Yeah, another Erin. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, another Erin. <laughs> another Erin. Uh, yeah, amazing. And she's become a really good friend of mine. And yeah, it's just, there's there's so many great ladies out there. And I'm glad the Watch Femme is kind of putting a spotlight on them and we can kind of count on that. But like you said, if the guys can just like think for a second, like who else takes some really cool shots? Um, yeah. and, and yourself included, cause you're doing some really, really Thanks. amazing work and, uh, yeah, I love it. And, and I hope that we get to see more of it. That's the thing. Um, but yeah, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Sharing, share, sharing is caring. Like we always say, <laughs> on the show. Yeah. I think it's when you start, re- like when you look through and you realize this, is everyone that I'm following exactly the same? And this mm-hmm. is just like an exercise yeah. that I do with my yeah. regular Instagram account and, and with my watch one is like, how do I have people from like all over the world and more women? And then when I'm sharing, am I sharing like more broadly or is yeah. it just the same, uh, the same people? Cause I've found myself sometimes like, Oh, I like that photo. That's a guy who took it and like maybe it takes a little longer to seek out but mm-hmm. I've found so many amazing like really quickly and it's because I'm a woman and I looked mm-hmm. and there's a lot of women yeah. Uh, yeah like for a pretty small community there's tons of really awesome women who yeah. are have really cool watches and are doing cool things a new one I recently found I think it's called watch woman and she only has the explore to and she's in the arctic circle so okay well that's cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) like oh you're actually wearing that watch where it's made to be used like gosh what's cooler than that i'll i'll I'll, uh i'll have to you could put it in the show yeah yeah i mean just super cool things so i think it's like something that like the more women you follow, the more you get recommended female accounts. If you only follow men, you get recommended only yeah. men. So I, I think that's something for the community to just think about because then you just get more diverse opinions and yeah. shots yeah. and like a different take. And that's what like I know with my account, if I shot a little more, I know which which photos like get the most attention within mm-hmm. the watch community is like coffee and darkness (laughs) and um and and I think those shots are super cool yeah but it wouldn't be true to myself if that's all I shot yeah I feel like I also want to shoot flowers and watches in flowers and and so you know like the portrait type stuff you do too yeah and I think like that's something we've struggled with I know Catelyn especially because it's like a fine line. Um, we're going to get deep into it right now. Um, because here's the thing. Sometimes we post photos that are portrait shots with a watch on, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. However, there's a lot of men in the community that are like, A, you're just trying to get likes. B, telling us to like not show our bodies. And it's, to me, it's just not fair. It's like everything can't be a flat lay. <laughs> I have gotten some really shitty comments. And, yeah. I, and it's been said for attention. Well, first of all, my Instagram account, I have one Instagram. Like yeah. it's my personal <laughs> life. It's my watches. It's my kid. Like 
You're going to see everything. And yeah. if you go through my stories, it's a shit show. So good luck and, <laughs> and have fun. Um, but like it is, it's, it's so frustrating. You know, ugh, the comment, what watch? Like, mm-hmm. I know you freaking see this watch on yeah. my wrist. So come on. And because I felt cute today because I probably sent a cute little selfie earlier and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, like I look cute. Let me take a little, you know, the, the quote unquote Catlin pose. Like, let yeah. me be cute. And <laughs> like to feel shamed for yeah. you know trying to be cute or to be yeah. you know I went through last summer I I literally would put on a sweater every time that I took a watch shot last summer that was like a portrait because mm. I started receiving some really really ridiculous comments mm-hmm. um and like it just made me feel uncomfortable and I you know mm. you shouldn't have to feel that way like just because it's a hundred degrees outside and I'm wearing a tank top doesn't mean that I'm doing it for attention. It means this is my outfit of the day. Like, and I'm just like posting this for a shot. So yeah, it just bums me out. Like I love the lifestyle shots. I love what you do, Lydia, when you're out there in the woods and stuff. I think those are like, those to me are my favorite shots to look at because they put the watch into a context, right? It's not just Mm -hmm. a photo of a zoomed in watch. It's, you're wearing it you're using it you're out there and and that's what I like to see but it like no one else likes them because like I'll post them and they just do terrible and I'm like man oh this bums me (laughs) out (laughs) yeah yeah I had to challenge myself that I just am gonna try not to care I think it's super difficult yeah um I mean I would say probably my year on YouTube in 2010 really yeah thickened my skin right (laughs) up I don't care anymore. It's fine. There's nothing worse that can be said about me within the watch community. You know, it's okay. Um, you know, or being on stage at big gaming events. Like, I sometimes they're like, how did you tweet that with your real name? Like, weren't you embarrassed to Where say that about? Where do people get the balls to, like, <laughs> say some of the things that they say? Yeah. No, oh. but I, I think it, I mean, I think it's something that, I talk about it in terms of like, I don't think men understand in in any community the amount, how, like how different it is for a woman in the community. Like yeah. either you are, you are being told, like, well, you're always being told what you should or shouldn't do yeah. or like getting comments like, oh, that's not the right way or this isn't, you know, I don't like this or, you know, just the you're not being as accepted or you're Mm -hmm. not like you're not enough of a whatever (laughs) collector or enthusiast. And I think with the, the female watch shots and like photos, I think it's really difficult because you're assigning a reasoning behind why someone takes a photo. Mm -hmm. And I think both women and men in the community do that. Oh, look at her. She's trying to show X and that means she wants to. Yeah. Whatever. And like when I started my Minecraft YouTube channel, I wore a hot pink wig and everyone said, (laughs) oh my God, that's like, you're just, you want attention and this is gross. It was the most family friendly, like (laughs) wholesome thing. It's Minecraft. I know. And the the reason I wore a pink wig is because I had shaved my head for breast cancer research. And I like, because I was raising money and said, I want to shave my head if I reach this amount. And so it's like the... You know, this, oh, you just wanted attention. I was like, well, yeah. that's that's just not true. But it it's still, it doesn't feel good. And yeah. so when I yeah. look at photos of women with their watches, I always try to push myself to think like, 
they like watches. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe I wouldn't pose that way, but that doesn't make it wrong. Yeah. And I think that's where it gets especially difficult when you have guys like judging and thinking mm-hmm. like they can police women's bodies. Yeah. I mean, that's been going on forever. So. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I would encourage you to keep, to keep yeah. posting them because I, they're my favorite shots yeah. of, of yours beyond like all the awesome photography. I just think it's, it's so nice to kind of get this feeling of like who you are and what you're wearing and like, like, Oh my God, is, is Nashville like warm and you could have like, you know, like your shirt is kind of cropped. Oh my gosh, I'm in cold Sweden. Like, let me live vicariously through you. Like I'm, (laughs) I know I need to brave up. I need to really, really brave up. Well, and it's just, like you said, I, I think that there's so much of a community aspect to watches. Like, Outside of Instagram, like we would all be enjoying this hobby by ourselves for the most part. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was fortunate enough that like through my job, I meet watch people. Mm-hmm. But a- other than that, like if I didn't have that and most people don't have that, you might have a friend, but other than like you've got nothing. So, you know, I and you build these relationships with people and I like to see a face every now and then. I think, yeah. you know, I think I've said it before, like the whole Catlin Post thing, it was just the funniest thing that ever ha- that happened. Like <laughs> I just laughed so hard when all these guys started like reposting this same basic selfie that I take. And, but like the thing was, was I got to see like people's faces that I've never mm-hmm. seen before because we all follow each other's watches accounts. And I think it, it's just, it's fun to be a little bit more lighthearted every yeah. now and then and to yeah. see like the people behind the watch account. Absolutely. You made so. a really good point there. Yeah. Cause I, I, I do wish that I could see more. It's like everybody's yeah. wrist. That's all I we know. know what it, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know what your wrist looks like more than anything. I could spot like your arm hair, your freckle over there, like that scar that you have from whatever, but yeah, yeah I don't know what anybody's face looks like. So yeah. it's always, it's so interesting. And, you know, I think that, yeah, like you said, like we should just in, in, post what you want. Like if you, you know, if you're feeling an outfit, if you're feeling cute or like I love your outdoor like, you know, portraits. I think they're so beautiful Thanks. and, you know, there there's fun to it. Like I like to take the flat lays and things like that, you know, just as much as anybody else. But I like to just be a little bit more fun, too. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I think it 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 becomes hard you know, because you're like, but why, like, why didn't anyone like this? And I think that's the challenge with anything creative is like making it creative for yourself or else you, you figure out what everyone likes and then you keep doing that and then you don't like it. And that's, that's what I've found with everything I've done creatively is like the more I try to follow what people want me to do the more lost I get and it's why with my main account I just got so in my head like oh I have a lot of followers and what do they want to see from me and maybe they don't want to see this and it's why I love Instagram stories because I was like "Ooh, these are low like I don't have to worry about these I could just throw them <laughs> up but I find that like on my watch account I'm like "Ooh, but I don't know there's not a watch in it and I don't want to no. feel like that yeah and you know so I think like everyone remembering that it's just fun. And I think guys uh, or anyone out there, a challenge to you is like, if you see a bad comment, like call it, call it out yeah. for us. I yeah. did love, there was, there was a guy on one of your Instagram lives and he like popped up and said oh, like 
something dumb. And but one of the other guys just he made the most awesome comment. <laughs> he just said, "It's not that kind of stream." Yeah, yeah, like. It wasn't like a big, yeah, like SmackDown. He just said it's not that kind of stream, and the guy's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like so, I, I feel like if we can all advocate for each other, then yeah. we yeah. can just make the community even even better and more fun because yeah. it's a bunch of cool shots of watches and <laughs> yeah. like people wearing them. Like <laughs> that's I awesome. Know. It is. It is really really good points. Well, Lydia, it's been amazing talking to you. I'm thinking that we even maybe do a part two down the road with you and (laughs) Vu. I I think you and Vu would be great to talk to together. So maybe we'll set that up. That would be awesome. I think he will already accept. So I don't actually, I don't even need to check. I, he, he will definitely he accept. Schedule. He will Available. clear his schedule. Well, thank you again for coming on. We've had the best chat. This is like, just felt like a conversation. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah which is awesome. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing more of your shots on Instagram and what you do and, and with Minecraft too. Cause that, I, I just think that's yeah. just, yeah, the coolest job. Thank <laughs> you. Storyteller, man. <laughs> And I'm just super stoked for everything that the two of you are doing. I think it's really just amazing to be able to listen to interview mm. people in the casual, calm, southern <laughs> style. It just is it's something that we always enjoy listening to in the car, you know, here. Thank you. Cat and Catlin <laughs> on ten and two. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Um and uh Catlin, do you wanna take us out? Yeah. Thank you again, Lydia. Um and guys be sure to head over to our website, www.tennn2.com. Um, to check out our show notes, we'll link all the, the fun stuff we talked about, link how you can find Lydia, and be sure to follow us along on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 10 Media. And that's it, y'all. All right. Bye, all everybody. Right, bye. Bye.